Hey, 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 welcome to the Psalms of My Emotions podcast. I am your host, Rolinda, and I am here as your coach, your spiritual advisor, to guide you through your healing while dropping some spiritual wisdom Jesus nuggets. The Psalms of My Emotions comes from my testimony of overcoming emotional turmoil that ultimately led me to my purpose. And my prayers for this podcast is that it will lead you all that are listening to your purpose while gaining the tools in the podcast for your healing. Let us hop right into another episode and let the healing begin. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this thought of the day. Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) It is Valentine's Day, the time that I'm recording this. I just wanted to share this thought that I've had this morning during my devotion time. But first, I just want to welcome my podcast listeners those that will tune into this recording, uh, my email subscribers that will get the email to click in and listen into this episode, which is just a a thought of the day entitled The Vow Renewal. The Vow Renewal. Oh my goodness, you guys. I just love the things that I experience with God. And the revelation that he gives me, you know, every time, (laughs) you know, that I'm in his presence, that, you know, I love that I have something to share, you know, with those that want to listen or want to get a, a close relationship with God or, you know, that would like to hear, you know, a testimony of, you know, getting closer to God, how to get closer to God. But anyways, I'm going to stop rambling and get take you guys to the experience. So I try my best to do my devotions at a certain time in the morning, five o'clock. And I, I mean, I was only in this devotion for about maybe five or 10 minutes. And, you know, I love to start off you know, I, I usually have a some scripture or something that I focus on, but I like to start off with prayer before I get into the scripture. So as I was praying and, you know, basically worshiping in that moment, letting God know, you know, who he is to me, you know, how important it, it is to me. It got really serious, really quick. It's all serious. But it got really deep and serious really quick to the point where, you know, I'll paraphrase what the exact conversation went is that, you know, I was just acknowledging God with, you know, of who he is. You know, like I said, he's a wise God, you know, all knowing, all powerful, you know, God, that's usually how I enter into prayer or, you know, worship with him. Then it got to the point of gratitude where I was expressing how happy, you know, that I was, that I was able to walk with him, you know, just letting him know, like, God, I'm so happy to, 
be able to walk with you, to talk to you, that I feel your presence, you know, with every word that I speak, with every step that I take, I feel you. And that, you know, you're, you know, that I get to spend, right? Eternity. You know that you have adopted me in this place where I can spend eternity just discovering layers. Like I can spend a lifetime peeling back the layers of you. And even a lifetime is not enough, right? Even spending eternity peeling these layers are not enough. There is so much to you, God, that you know, there's so much to you that it's going to take a long time. And I enjoy doing that with you. I look forward doing that with you. I look forward to uncovering things that I don't know. So I'm going into this and I start to go into a weep, right? I started to go into this weep and God pretty much was like, what does that sound like to you? And, you know, I'm thinking about it and I'm like, it sounds like I'm saying vows, right? It feels like I'm at the altar and I'm saying vows. And I know how this goes, right? Not just viewing people getting married, but myself, right? That a lot of you may know and know the testimony that I have, you know, that I was married, you know, got a divorce, you know, and I know what vows are. You know, the difference between the vows that I took then was that, you know, I took vows, but in the middle of me taking vows, I knew that I didn't know what I was saying. Right. I didn't get an understanding of what I was saying. You know, I was doing what most brides should do. You know, of course, you have vows, right? You have things that you say you promise in the marriage. But in hindsight, thinking back, you know, ooh, what was I saying? (laughs) What was I saying? I was saying what sounded good. I was saying you know, not knowing the magnitude of what hung on those vows, right? You know, just saying it because I want to have something nice to say. I want to have something meaningful to say. I want to mean what I'm saying, but it was such a difference. You know, basically how I said, saying these vows or kind of proclaiming my love to God in that moment of worship. I had never really experienced that, like, you know, feeling like I'm at this altar and that I'm proclaiming my love to God, like in that way where it sounded like wedding vows. And he was telling me, he's like, now here, right here is the point where I want you to be at. So now, (laughs) now you're in a place where, you know, there is no other love that could could touch what I what what we have, right? And that's not to say, and when people hear you, I mean it's me. When people hear me speak like this, or maybe hear other people speak like this, they feel like you're in a mind of, you know, like you lost your mind, girl. Now you know you want to get married. You don't want to be by yourself. That's not what that means. Proclaiming your love for God stating how important it is and it's the most important thing 
does not take away, you know, a desire to be married if that's what you desire, you know, but because I talk about it so much, you know, people just feel like, oh, you're substituting. Oh, you know, you're making this a blanket for loneliness. You're just saying this to make yourself feel better. And that is not the case. You know, I remember maybe a couple years ago, I sat and I was talking to God and he had me, I don't know, this overwhelming of love came over me and it was so overwhelming. It was so empowering. And he was telling me that, you know, this is what it feels like, you know, when it, when that time comes for you to be with whoever, this is what it will feel like. And it was like, he kind of blew you know, just love, like love just ran through my body. His love ran through my body and it was the best thing that I've ever felt. But this time I'm able to communicate. I'm able to describe and be so excited about this love of Christ, right? And, you know, it just reminded me of just, I mean, I could go into it, but I'm not because these thought of the days are not long or maybe I can, you know, when we when we when it's time to leave here, right? There's going to be no need for marriage because Christ comes back for his bride, which is, you know, the church, which is not the building, but it's a body of people, right? So he's going to come back from the church. So that's what it felt like, right? It felt like what was going on in that moment. I know what it meant to be the bride, you know, of Christ to be his bride, to know what it meant, you know, to be that. And people don't understand that, you know, I don't know, they separate marriage from God and God instituted marriage for that very reason that I just explained. And when you get married, you are the expression, you're you're one, right? Walking around, you are the expression of God's love. And anytime you encounter anyone, as a couple, as a married couple, people should be able to see Christ, just Christ, not you. They should be able to see and experience Christ through your marriage, right? And want to experience that through their marriage, right? They're going to want to cling to that. They're going to want to, you know, and then that's the ministry, right? You're ministering and you're showing God's love upon the earth. You know, that's why it's in the Bible, how they say how husbands should treat their wives, you know, treat your wives, how, how God loves the church, right? You know, where, where you will lay down your life for her and like you would do anything, you know, for her. And then, you know, the wives have to treat their husbands, you know, just like, like that, like they have to be submissive and, you know, all of that, you know, like I said, I won't get deeply into that, but it was just such an amazing feeling. It was such an amazing thing to, I mean, experience so quickly. Like I said, it was five to 10 minutes of, you know, it wasn't a long drawn out having to pray for hours to get to this point. It happened so quickly just even before I didn't even get a chance to get into the scripture, you know, that's how intense it was. I wasn't able to even do my, my devotion journaling. Like I usually do after I pray, after I went to prayer and 
to think about even today, you know, it is Valentine's Day, but it is also Ash Wednesday, right? So it's something just sacred about today that, you know, truly God is really expressing his love today. And I was so happy to pick that up. And I also wanted to have this be a an, be an encouragement to, you know, the singles. You guys know or may not know, I try to do an episode, you know, or say something on Valentine's Day for singles. Because I know this day, no matter how much we talk ourselves into saying that we're fine for a lot of people, some people may very well be fine. But for a lot of people, this may be the days that you're very uncomfortable. You don't want to be single. It's a reminder that you're not married. It's a reminder, you know, that you're not getting what you truly want, you know, because, you know, Internet is full of couples, is full of people that are married. It's full of all of that, right? Gift exchanges, all of that. And it kind of brings you to a low point. But that's my thing about empowering the single, right? I'm not trying to empower you out of what God promised you. If he promised you marriage, you know, there is a proper way to wait. There is a proper position that you have to take while waiting. And I believe a lot of singles just feel that they just want to do something to pass the time. And in your single place, it's not a place to to try to find something to pass the time. It is a place to know who you are. And I know sometimes I may sound like a broken record where I'm telling people, find you know, single people, to find your purpose, get into your purpose, know why God has put you on this earth, it just sounds like to a lot of people when it comes to them, their desire of getting married, that it is the secondary thing. Your purpose is everything. Your purpose will be the navigator, right? To how you go about life. Your purpose will be the navigator on who you marry. Your purpose will be the navigator on what field you'll be, you're going to work in or where you're going to live. It's your navigator for everything. If you don't know your purpose, you don't know who you are. You truly don't know who you are. You truly don't know where you're going and you truly won't know who you're supposed to marry, right? That will fit properly into your life that will assist you and vice versa. You won't know how to assist because God will put you together with someone that you assist them and they assist you, right? You, you guys are help meets. So I always try to, get singles to see. It's not about what to do in the meantime, what to keep yourself busy with until you meet, you know, your future husband or your future wife. That's not what it's about. <laughs> this is, you know, about you knowing why you're on this earth. You're, you know, you as a single, because when we leave here, God deals with you as a single. He doesn't deal with you and your spouse, right? It's a, just a solo affair when God deals with you, you know, um, and judgment and everything. You're not going to be dealt with as two people. You're going to be dealt with as an individual. And, and one is the strongest number. One is the base number that you start with. That is the foundation, right? You start with yourself 
and then everything else will flourish from it. And a lot of people are not wanting to strengthen themselves, not wanting to, you know, make themselves stronger or just know who they are, right? So, you know, that was pretty much what I had to 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 say to you guys and you know, that is it is important, you know, especially now to get into that space with God where he is every you know that he's everything. You're not saying lip service, you're not repeating what someone says, you know that not that you're wanting to believe it that it comes this is the time to truly believe it, to truly be in that mind space that God is everything. If you lose everything, if you don't get everything that you want, just know that you still have everything because within God is the fullness, it's everything. Everything is in Jesus, right? And that's what will bring you peace and true joy, right? That will bring you like, okay, with all this chaos around me, I don't know why I'm in this place of peace and joy. Like it's, you know how in the Bible says peace beyond understanding, you know, that's what knowing who you are, knowing your purpose, knowing who God is to you, putting him and seating him on the seat of your heart. That's where you get that peace and that joy, right? Because I mean, when I tell you that was unbelievable this morning. And it set my tone for the whole day. I'm like, I just renewed my vow with God. I just renewed my vow with God, right? You know, I haven't felt like that since the day I gave my life to God. You know, came up to the aisle. Look, walk down the aisle. That's how it, that's how it is in marriage, right? When you give your life to God, you know, as far as if you go to church, you know, it's a symbol of what your heart is doing, right? So I'm, wa- I'm walking down the aisle, happy. You know, this what happened to me. It wasn't an emotional moment when, you know, I got saved for real. You know, people say, got saved for real. Walked down the aisle, was so happy. You know, when the altar opened, gave my life to Christ and was filled with the Holy Spirit because I wanted all of God, every piece of him. I wanted him, right? And so that was, I feel like the first vow, right? And this, it was a vow renewal today. It was definitely a vow renewal. So I want you guys, you know, even those that have given their life to Christ, if you have not, you know, you can always give your life to Christ, right? You don't have to wait till church. You can give them right where you are, right? Tell them to come into your heart, right? Tell them to come into your heart. And, you know, Romans 10 and 9 states it best, right? You read that scripture and it tells you the directions. This is the plan of salvation that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. This is a heart thing. You come wanting God, wanting Jesus. You know, you don't have to know everything about him, but you just know that you have just this, this hunger, this deep desire to want to know Jesus and to know, and you believe it. Like someone tell you, Hey, he saved you. He came for you. He died for you. 
right? And he rose up on the third day, right? So that he can, you know, do what he had to do. <laughs> Go and leave so that he can, so the Holy Spirit could come, right? And that you can receive a piece of his DNA, right? That's what that's what I call the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a piece of his, his DNA. It's the thing that helps you guide through reading the Bible, worshiping, connecting with him in prayer. You want that. And if you feel like, well, I want that because I'm at rock bottom right now. I have no peace in my life. You can say this script, you know, read this scripture and do what it says in the privacy of your house. This isn't a thing where you you, you have to wait to church, like I said. But after it, go find somewhere to, to continue to learn. You don't want to be out here by yourself because you can fall into false doctrines and false things that looks like Jesus, but it's not right? You want to go somewhere where you can learn how to study the Bible, to get baptized, because you have to make that public confession that, you know, you are changed, right? So get baptized and just continue to keep on going, learning the word, listening to the preach word, be be guided by what God is showing you where to go, right? What church to go or where to fellowship with, right? So I just wanted to, I don't know, that's what I wanted to say at the end, but some of you, you know, that have never even said a vow to God, this is the vow, but who to renew your vows with God, oh, worship him, worship him and just think about what you're looking forward to and, you know, what you promise to just, you know, just, hey, I promise to keep chasing after you. I promise to always seek you first, right? I promise to, you know, always put you first in in everything that I do to consult you in everything that you do because I want to spend eternity with you. I want to know more about you. I love the way you you help me grow. I love the way you make me feel. I want to make you happy. You know, it sounds like that, right? But that's, that's how you know even when you're ready for marriage because if you're treating God like that, Imagine when you have someone else in your life, you're, you will know how to love them because you know how to love Christ, right? A lot of people just jump and do the opposite. They feel like they can love people without not know, without knowing how to love Christ and Christ's love, right? You're not going to know how to love properly because when how Christ loves is without condition. People can make you mad. People can do things that are despicable, right? And Jesus loved them all. And if we can't love like that, it's going to be impossible for us to be that way in marriage, you know, for the marriage to thrive and to be successful. You can survive marriage. Now, anybody can get married and survive through marriage, but will it yield fruit? Will it be how God intends it to be? Will it reach who it's supposed to reach? Right? We have to think about these things. (laughs) So I thank you guys. This was actually over 20 minutes because it was that good. I thank you guys for tuning in, listening to this. And I pray that you had a nice Valentine's Day. If you are married, I pray that you know that the love of Christ was shown between the both of you, um, that people look at you and just say, wow. You know, that is truly what God has put together, right? For those that, you know, are single, you know, just 
Love on yourself, right? Love on yourself and see yourself as Christ will see you. You know, Christ, don't treat yourself how Christ wouldn't treat you, right? Be forgiving of yourself. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some mercy, you know, for those that may be feeling guilty about things or beating yourself up about something. Give yourself some grace, right? If you have returned, turned away from God, turn back. God will receive you back, you know, into his heart, <laughs> you know, give you, come, come welcome you with open arms. Don't think that you're too far gone or that you, you know, like I said, you're too far gone or you, you can't turn back. That's not how that goes. You know, the prodigal son, you know, the, the, the parable of the prodigal son that's in the Bible. You know how the son gets, gets, you know, son made his own decisions, made his own mistakes, but the father received him back. Right. And it was like, he never left. He received his inheritance. He received everything that was promised to him and that was set for him. So I'm telling you, God is wonderful. Be strengthened in your single season. I don't like to say single season, but be strengthened in your place of singleness. Purpose is necessary. <laughs> Purpose is everything. You know, I just want you for the singles. I want you to just pursue purpose. And if you know your purpose, keep working your purpose. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. And that's including marriage. And that's including anything that he has promised you. All right, guys, I will see you later. Um, either I might do another thought of the day or, you know, you can catch me on Monday for another Emotion Monday. All right. Good night. Good night.